Blog Talk Radio.
a massive movement is going on. Melanin is being destroyed. But the system of white supremacy says, I will be able, by offering grants, I will be able, by offering jobs, to tell you that you are the cause of the death of black people. I'll be doing it, but I'll make you focus on yourself and try to figure out how you can destroy one another. I'll do it to you in Rwanda. I'll set up the Hutu and I'll set up the Tutsis. I will give each group all the weapons they need. And I say, now I have taught you to hate your melanated selves. Now you fight each other. I'll do it to you on the streets in Los Angeles. I'll set up one group the Crips and another group the Bloods. I'll set up all kind of Muslim groups and say, fight each other. I know I can get you to do it because I have programmed you for thousands of years to hate black. But if we don't see that this war is on the table, we will go off focusing on something else altogether and the slaughter will continue. So I say, and I know you've heard me say this before, that when I say that the system of racism, white supremacy, is the critical thing that we must focus on because that is what is waging war against us. The white people came up with a plan some years back, Global 2000 in which they said it's too many people of color on this planet. By the year 2000, it's necessary to get rid of two billion. They are about business. They are about serious business, removing as they deem necessary the people of melanin on this planet. If we do not understand and make an analysis that this is fundamental, it is this dynamic that is taking us out. Everything that we look at, everything else, I believe, and I could be wrong, but as it comes to me, it will be in vain. Everything that we are studying is important. Everything that we look at has high-level significance. But if we are not understanding this massive war and what is at stake, I believe we will not be able to apply our energy force in a laser-type manner so that we really begin to neutralize the war that is coming at us. To me, it is critically essential for us to develop or to articulate a new world order of That was the late, legendary Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, who recently passed away. And she is a legend in my mind, 
she is a world-renowned psychiatrist, a world-renowned child psychiatrist. She's an expert on the system of racism and white supremacy. Uh, I'll tell you, when I first started the show in uh, 2013, I think it was around August, in September of 2013, I thought, I, I thought I'd reach out and try to go for uh, a little gusto and see if I can bring on someone with, uh, you know, renowned uh, name and who I respected uh, wholly. And I uh, did some research and I called Dr. Welsing's office one, one afternoon, left a message, and I figured, well, that's what you're going to have to do with anybody, leave a message, and maybe one of these years they'll call you back. That evening, Dr. Welson called me back. And I have to admit, I was floored. Uh, uh, I was honored. I was humbled. It was almost uh, to the level I mentioned yesterday in talking with Dan Lee on his show, that it was almost like if you were to have called uh, Malcolm X or Dr. King in the 60s and left a message on their voicemail, and they called you back that evening. Uh, that, that was the impact of that return call. I'll never forget it. Uh, the sheik she gave, she came on to the show. Uh, I was raw. I was rookie. I was new. And she held it down. We held it down. She gave me an hour and a half. And uh, I have it recorded. Uh, I will treasure it. And on future shows, I'm going to make it a point to play uh, some snippets of that interview that I had with Dr. Welsing. And even beyond that, I'm going to begin to play snippets of all uh, black empowerment individuals who have uh, worthwhile knowledge that needs to be put out there that we all need to know and embrace and take heed to. So that is a new element of the show that I host that I will put in at least maybe five, ten, maybe fifteen minutes of someone who is of uh, black empowerment uh, psyche. So you can look forward to that. But Dr. Welsing, rest in peace. I tell you, I uh, she was a hero in my mind. And uh, you can you can Google Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, and you'll find all kind of valuable information and knowledge that uh, you really need to know. Uh, like she says, anything uh, that you think you know uh, will only confuse you if you don't really understand the true concept and the true nature and origin and reasoning behind racism and white supremacy. So that I just wanted to start the show with that, but we're going to keep it moving. And just recently, uh, uh, South Shore High School alumni uh, just... Uh, uh, just a great victory, great successful victory of protest. It just shows you what can be done when people come together for a common cause. And uh, right now I want to bring on a brother who I talked to before uh, and then uh, the president of the South Shore High School Asso Alumni Association Incorporated. And I want to welcome back on the show Brother Terry Hardy. Terry, how are you doing, brother? Keith Bless, I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me back. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Doing great. Looking forward to this. Brother Terry, uh, tell me, man, uh, at, at the meeting, it seemed as though you were kind of, the group was kind of just uh, treated secondhand. It didn't really matter. The final was made up what was going to happen. Something happened as a result of that meeting, obviously. Tell us about that. Well, the South Shore High School alumni responded to the call call to action to stand, take a stand, and have their verses heard, and nearly 100 alumni uh, came to the LSC meeting and, and did just that. And as a result, 
the proposal to change the name of South Shore High School was dropped. I kind of thought that was going to happen at the onset. Yeah, you didn't mention it. I was apprehensively and hopeful. How did that uh, news get to you? When did you first uh, get wind of that uh, the protest was successful and they intended to withdraw the proposal? I heard about it at the second no-name change LSC committee meeting. On arrival, I think I was about maybe uh, three minutes late, and uh, the conversation had started regarding the status. And as I sat there listening, um, being made abreast of the decision to rescind the proposal, uh, I was quite happy. I sat there along with maybe seven other alumni, all of which were a part of the committee. The alumni committee, that is, in response to the proposal. Right. And let me just see if anybody wants to call or chime in. Uh, any uh, comments, questions, uh, congratulations, or just want to say hi, the number is 718-664-9513. 718-664-9513. If you want to chime in, just make sure you hit the number one on your keypad. I will see it, and we'll bring you right in. Okay, so that is a done deal. Uh, I saw it in writing. Uh, you posted a copy of the uh, of the withdrawal, and it was a, a very nice reading, very nice reading. So it seems like there has been some momentum started with this alumni association. What are we looking? What, what direction are we headed? What do we intend to do uh, from this point? Well, the South Shore High School Alumni Association continues will continue to move forward and um, establish an agenda. We've already been successful at preserving the name, so we're glad to have that under our belt. Uh, we look to convene a meeting on January 23rd, more than likely over at South Shore uh, International College Prep at 11 o'clock a.m. We're still waiting for confirmation uh, from the director of facilities over there as to whether or not we can have that meeting. And I think uh, I'm about 90% uh, sure that that's going to be confirmed. At that time, we'll give uh, some of the what the – President uh, Obama just did, but we'll give a State of the Association address. We've got some, some good news, and we've got some things that we just have to deal with in order to make the Alumni Association be what it was set out to be. And leadership takes a um, plays a major role in that, and uh, we just need to bring on more people so that we can increase our capacity to fulfill our mission. So we have a number of things that we're looking to accomplish, and um, we're looking to connect with the students and present them with a premium item so that uh, they know that we exist and uh, how we fund some of the things in which we're looking to move forward will be addressed along with uh, South Shore High School, uh, the repurposing plan for that school. We've got some serious business that we want to address, and that's one of the things that I mentioned to Mrs. Faulkner, who was the one that brought forward the the no name change uh, request. I mean, the name change request that we really didn't have time for that. We've got some serious mm-hmm. business that we're trying to accomplish with the school, and I'm I'm glad that she heard uh, our cry as it relates to that and um, mm-hmm. and acquiesced to our request. You mentioned uh, I heard the word funding, and I, we can't emphasize enough how important that is because. You know, as we talked before, uh, 
you know, we, we, we have a lot of things, you have a lot of things on the agenda, a lot of things you like to do, but it's, it's absolutely going to take some funding in order to uh, make a lot of this happen. And I, I hope people understand that if uh, whatever uh, you are able to give and contribute to the cause, and I, I think this is a worthy cause, maybe maybe one less pizza for the week and send it on over to the South Shore Alumni Association. Or, But I know you... Uh, feel the same way. You got to you got to have that funding, brother Terry. You got to have a, a financial source in order to do the things you really, really want to do. You know, we're so glad, and you are so right. Um, but so glad that this was dropped because when it comes down to it, to execute a a campaign in the manner in which we had envisioned was going to be necessary was going to cost in the thousands of dollars to do that. Uh, the marketing, uh, the materials, the meetings, and uh, the communications, everything has, every line item has a, a dollar amount uh, that goes along with that. When you have a staff doing things and it takes practically 40 hours of your week to do it, uh, at the end of that week there's typically a mortgage <laughs> uh, invoice that comes in your mail uh, at least once a month. And uh, when you're when you're involved in these types of activities, it could put you in a bad situation. So when we ask people to come on board uh, moving forward, we have to do so in a manner that it's not going to hurt anybody. So the association has to be structured in a way in which, well, people may have to be compensated. And I think that uh, with a a strong alumni association, we can justify that. We're not looking to, to mandate that, put that on our, our alumni at this point. But we've got to have a conversation about where we are, where we're trying to go, and how we're going to get there, and uh, what that's going to take. It's an honest conversation that uh, we should really elevate our mindset as far as how we we work with each other for the betterment of each other. In a manner that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That, that is so important. We got got to be able to, uh, you know, it. We, we, it can be done. It, we, it's been proven with the successful protests that you can work together. If you, you can disagree without having to hate each other, uh, go against each other, based on a common ground. And that's what I'm really, really hoping and looking forward to uh, seeing uh, from the Alumni Association. I'm definitely in on uh, whatever path they intend to take. I, w- I want to be a part of it in you know, some way. Uh, well, we actually, appreciate uh, that. And I, I want to acknowledge, uh, Keith, yeah. you have contributed to this no name change campaign financially, and that makes a big difference when when each and every one of us chips in and combines resources to make good things happen. So my hat my hat's off to you. Absolutely, that's that's the least I can do, man. It's the, I, this this is important to me. Anybody knows me know how much my heart is a part of South Shore High School, and uh, and still is as a result of that. Uh, name change not proceeding. So I'm, I'm happy, really happy about that. I know most people that I know are. So the South Shore Tide, I just saw uh, the new South Shore Tide is out. Uh, tell us about the South Shore Tide. What are, what are we looking forward to as far as that uh, this particular newsletter coming out? Well, you know the, the name the South Shore Tide itself was the name of our annual yearbook over at South Shore High School. Right. So here's right. an opportunity to rekindle uh, what the South Shore Tide was uh, to us, in addition to putting out uh, some some current news, 
And so that's what we seek to do with the monthly newsletters. It's a way to get the news out to the alumni about what's happening and uh, encourage folks to share the news that the association exists. We hope that folks will take the, the newsletter that they receive as a result of registering on the Alumni Association's website, that they will take that same newsletter and email it to a friend, a fellow alumni, share it on Facebook so that we can continue to build that synergy and support in the amount of folks that are registering uh, with the association. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. we're also hopeful that uh, folks that have news that they would like to share with the alumni will send their news to us so that we can include that in the newsletter for as long as it is upbuilding and adds value to what we're seeking to accomplish with the association. Right. Uh, very, very well put. Very well put. I, I hear you. I hear you. So, and that has uh, the first. The first uh, is already out, and we're looking. We're going to be looking for that around the, around the middle of every month. We'll be looking for a new South Shore tied up with soda. Would have kind of just varied throughout the, depending on information and so forth, uh, in between the time of uh, this most recent and the last one. Absolutely, we have an opportunity to send out up to three editions a month, but we'll definitely send out one per month. And if there's some breaking news, then that will be an updated edition for that month. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I tell you, I uh, am definitely here for South Shore. Uh, whatever I can do, I'm, I'm I'm here to try to do it. And uh, I think if uh, I we can that. continue to have the unity conversation, we can go a long way, Keith. Um, you know, South Shore High School has never had an alumni association, and one of the things that stands out in my mind as we speak relates to our proclamation, the very reason why we brought forward the association. It's like the Declaration of Independence that precedes the the Constitution. Uh, this precedes the bylaws of uh, the association, and I would suggest and encourage everyone to go to uh, www.sshsalumni.org and take a look at that uh, and read the, the proclamation. Social and cultural reconciliation is one of the points that's driven in this, in this proclamation because we've got to change the way we're approaching each other and uh, working with each other. You know, some things shouldn't be as difficult as they actually are, and... One of the things that we're currently facing right now is as a result of the, uh, the no-name change. We merged our efforts, uh, the association did, merged its efforts with another alumni group that formed uh, as the no-name change committee. And I am told today that that committee is transitioning into a South Shore High School Alumni Association. I've got that from a couple of uh, a couple of the alumni this evening. I don't know how how true that is. I haven't received the official word, but I did hear from the chairman of the committee, uh, which should carry a lot of weight. Uh, I think that could be really divisive. Um, yes, but it, it could be good too. Like so we, I'm, I'm sorry. 
I said, actually, on the surface, it sounds like it is, but you may perhaps maybe I'm just looking at the wrong angle. Well, I, I think it is, you know, because we we've already introduced the association, and if another association emerges, you know, what does that tell the alumni? We're not together. Uh, I am hopeful, and I I I I I, I want to thank all of those folks that I worked with on that committee. There's some very talented people on the committee. My hats off to them as well, and bless them in their efforts. I do not mention this to curse anyone. Because any group that emerges and positively impacts the school and the the students at the school, that's a good thing. But I am hopeful that at some point we can all reconcile and consolidate our efforts and um, create a lasting image that says our time at South Shore makes sense. It's really time out for the division. We're too old for that. We really need to find ways to communicate with each other and yeah, demonstrate yes, what yes, love, absolutely. peace, unity, and all of that really is in our community. I would hope that uh, whomever is involved with a another uh, possible attending South Shore High School Alumni Association would kind of reach out and uh, not just branch off, but kind of get together and let's uh, and, and, and just merge and you know exchange, toss up some ideas and thoughts, and uh, that just don't sound good to me. Uh, that, I hope it's not true, and I hope that it's an inclusive uh, organization that has intentions on merging and not just breaking off. And like you said, you're gonna have to explain. Well, why? You know, who is this one? Who is that one? Why is this? Why is that? Why are together? We're, we're not. We're fragmented. It we're back to the same me, problem that we had with Pete. <laughs> it reminds me of um, the the apostles uh, who was with John, who was with Paul, and. Uh, you know the division that was that was created among the disciples, and uh, I think in the end, you know, it's the love of South Shore, and once again, impacting the students that should make the biggest difference. You know, instead of who can who can uh, who can print print and sell, sell T-shirts and have an event or yeah. uh, and do this and do that, it's time out for that. We've got to really create an atmosphere and a vehicle that takes these kids from where they are to where they ought to be in support of their pursuit of a post-secondary education. And that's one thing I really appreciated about my initial meetings with the principal, Janice Wells, in introducing the college tour uh, to the principal being brought forward by the alumni and possibly in associational partnership with the Life for Change Rappahoe Foundation, but maybe not. You know, it's not totally necessary that it happens that way, but it's it's more affordable for the association to do that because that's a that's an expensive proposition. Um, she supported that, and she flat out said, you know, that you know we're in the we're in the college preparation business, so it only makes sense that we do something from a service standpoint that aids the students in their pursuit once again of a college education. Those kids over at South Shore High School. Uh, 89% of them are from low-income families. On average, uh, CPS system-wide, 85% of the students in CPS schools are from low-income families. A little higher over at South Shore, but just that much more of the notice that we need to, if we're going to be effective in uh, helping the students, it be something that elevates 
their situation so that those numbers can decrease in our communities. We shouldn't be at the lowest part of a totem pole in the year 2016. So I'm really asking the alumni to kind of wake up and um, take pride in being an African-American, but also take a, a responsible role in elevating our people uh, in this country and uh, use education as a means to do that. It is one of the answers. It is the primary solution to the violence issue that exists in the community. So if we were to get excited about anything that was to reverse negative trends in our community, it would seem that we ought to get excited about education. Absolutely. That That is a nice foundation. Right now, no foundation exists. We've got a lot of a lot of concrete to pour, you know, because it's it's it's, it's so fragmented right now. It's it, it's sad, but uh, that's why we're doing and what you're doing is to uh, try to help fix it. So, uh, when, when again, is there is a meeting coming up. You said yes. The meeting will be held on the twenty-third at eleven o'clock, South Shore International College Prep. Yes, on a Saturday. 75th Jeffrey. Okay. And what time is this meeting? 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. at uh, South Shore High School on the 23rd. Okay. Hope those who can make it will, will make it. And uh, looking forward uh, to the continuation of the South Shore Tide. I, I, I hope it definitely mentions, uh, uh, you know, funding and so forth and so on and so we can keep this going and if, if there is another a group that intends to have an alumni association if they're more than welcome if they want to come on and talk about it i'd be more than happy to talk to them about it uh because now it's got my curiosity up so yes that's a conversation i'd love to have but uh in the end like you say i hope that uh it merges into something that is positive for the youth uh in the community you know of south shore in particular and in general everywhere Set, a, set, a, uh, set an example. So, uh, well, Brother Terry, I'm, I'm glad, glad happy you came on again. I do want to give you a chance, uh, of course, as we always do, to, to make that closing statement, anything you want to put out there from the heart and just put it out there in the way that you want the people to receive it. Well, I think my appeal at this point is attendance at our January 23rd meeting. Uh, we really want to put it out there as to you know where we are, where we're trying to go, and what's going to take. We need leadership. Yeah, we've had some, some folks come on board from various classes. We're looking for that Congress of class to, to be a part of the decision-making and ratifying uh, some of the things that we have on the table. Our bylaws are still in uh, committee, and we are looking for uh, those persons to really get involved uh, because the head of the classes, uh, those that a part of that Congress of class. They have a vote, and uh, we need vote folks to have an input and uh, have a vote on how we're going to govern uh, the association and how we're going to move forward our agenda. And so I'm asking you to come out on January the 23rd. It's not how we start. It's how we finish. And so it's not over until it's over, and we look forward to keeping it moving forward for as long as we have people that have a desire and a will to make things happen. 
A lot of folks say that uh, I, we can't do anything until we get a grant. I don't like that attitude. I think what really makes the biggest difference is the will of the people and not what the people were given to make some things happen. So we, even though we had a conversation earlier about uh, it takes money to make things happen, I've put my own money on the line. Keith has put some of his money on the line. We believe in you, and we're encouraging you to invest your time with the meeting at the onset, and as we move forward, contribute to ways in which we can do so monetarily uh, to fuel our vehicle. No car moves without gas. But regardless, we're going to move something with a conversation first, and it's going to start on January 23rd. Keith, I thank you so very much for having me on your show. Brother Terry, thanks for coming back. Uh, we will keep in touch, and I'm sure this won't be the last time. Uh, as news comes in and needs to get out, uh, I'm here to uh, do what I can to help get it out there, man. Thanks for uh, coming on the show, and I appreciate it, man. Peace to you. Much respect. Thank you. Take care. And we will, uh, in a minute, we're going to come back with Sister uh, Constant Lewis Rules, South Shore High School alumni. Uh, should be an interesting conversation uh, when we return, and I and I will return. Be right back. Mellow, mellow at the There's so much mellow drama 
God he hell got him expelled. He will never return for he has earned street recognition for putting ammunition into so many others, hurting so many mothers with the gun he found just laying around. Now the table has turned because his mother just learned her son lay dead from a bullet to his head. Carrying a gun doesn't make you number one. A finger on a trigger doesn't make you any bigger. While you squeeze and fire, let another child lay dead. Some say with nerve, justice was served. He got what he deserved. While a mother and or father cry tears that flow like water, then tomorrow someone's daughter becomes a victim to the slaughter. As we bury our young, those knowing turn and run, not wanting to snitch and tell who fired the gun. Red light cameras have a perfect view. Over the line, the ticket mailed to you. Blue light cameras on poles everywhere. Do they even function, or are they just up there? We call on politicians and the leaders of religions to start up a petition to pray for intervention and hold to the conviction there is a resolution to give us the solution to save this generation from a plague of destruction, this violent eruption of not living life, just ending someone's life. Give them a voice to tell why they make this choice. Let their story be told about being so cold. Let them talk about their pain so that we may gain an understanding why so many had to die. And understanding why they think if someone dies, it will exterminate the lives of the colors they despise, which in truth is a disguise. It's a symbol worn for lack because no one had their back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. It's time to take this city back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. 
It's time to take our city back. Take it back. And we are back, and that was our South Shore High School alumni, Poet Laureate, Sister Deborah Allison. Deborah Allison, powerful words. Before that, Bootsy, Bootsy, let me see. Have no dear my fear, Paul Rainier is here. Where the hell that come from? How do they come up with it? I don't know. It was a beautiful song. I always loved Bootsy Brother Band and the song. Uh, I'd like to ask one day, how, how did you, how did that song come to you? Who wrote that? I want to talk to them. How, how did you get those lyrics? Okay, but we're back, and uh, I tell you, i got to play some old school. When you listen to my show, you're going to hear some old school because old school is me. Ain't no school like the old school, and uh, we got to get our music back. we got to take that name, Chirac, back. we got to get our music back because when we lost our music, we lost our damn minds. And uh, it's proof in the pudding. You know, and it's well as I do. But we're actually going to keep it rolling. And we have another South Shore High School alumni. We have Sister from the class of 19, blah, blah, blah. Sister Constant Lewis Rules. Sister Constant, how are you doing today? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm great. And that's the class of 77, honey. <laughs> Now, I, you I know I say that everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I said, whoa, wait a minute. I know you said you were a year ahead of my brother. He's 78, you're 70. Okay. But we we got it. We, we worked it out. Look at that. We worked it out nice and smooth. How are you doing? Thanks for coming mm, on, man. No problem. Thank you for asking me. No, of course, uh, I have you on. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I do see callers on. If any caller wants to chime in, uh, all you have to do uh, is press the number one on your keypad. I'll see it, and we'll get you in as soon as we can get you in. And uh, you can have your say. And uh, we have someone who just did that. I do want to say, uh, ask a couple of questions to Constance first before we go to a caller. And i got to take you back to the same scenario I've done with all the uh, interviews I've I kind of started it at the Road to South Shore picnic. I did something at the picnic, uh, some during the show, after the picnic, and now I have you here now. So when you look back, Sister Constant, on your days at South Shore High School, what comes to mind? What, what do you think about? What makes you say, man, I really, really dug, and I really, really felt good about being a part of the South Shore High School uh, alumni? Well, ROTC sticks out great in my mind. Uh, it was just a fun time. It was a great time. And I laughed because when I was in elementary school, you know, we laughed at those kids in those uniforms and called them rat on toasted cheese. And Yeah. <laughs> but being a part of that group, <laughs> it was nothing like it. We were our own family, okay? And, uh, whew, I just love it. And I especially loved it because each year I tell Sergeant Willis, uh, I want to be promoted to this rank. The five, next year, I want to be promoted to this rank. And he always say, Lewis, you can't tell me what rank you want to be. I go, yes, I can. Because each rank had a job. And when we had our big, uh, oh, Lord Jesus, uh, inspections, we were asked what were our jobs. So I didn't want the more detailed, difficult jobs to have to remember. So I go, okay, I'll, I'll deal with this rank right here. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was that, that was just a wonderful time for me. 
and also being a part of a creative arts workshop with uh, it's our favorite person, Larry Shapiro. That was mm-hmm. a wonderful time as well. So, uh, but my years at South Shore were just beautiful to me. Uh, oh, I would greatly go back during that time. You know, oh yes, I, yes. I love it. Yes. <laughs> who, who, who was who was your circle back then? Who who did you lean on? Who uh, kind of kept you up when you were down and uh, you know who could you confide in back in those days? Or you just kind of you know stick to yourself? <laughs> No, I really didn't stick to myself, and that's funny because I'm basically a loner. But uh, I had various different groups, and it amazes me to even look back on that. ROTC was my largest group. I've had several different friends and different year groups that I hung with, like Monica Talley, Donna Rudd, Brenda Major, Lenny Fryson, Denise Johnson, LaVonja, Stanford. I mean, there were so many uh, that we hung, you know, hung around. And then I had, you know, other groups, and it was so amazing. Most of those people in those different groups, we were not all in the same groups. So it just varied. I guess maybe whichever one I floated upon during the day, that's the one I, you know, hung around with during that moment. But, uh, Monica Talley and uh, Brenda Major were two of the main ones that I developed a good relationship, and also with Lenny Fryson, I developed a good relationship with. And as far as uh, as far as the educators, you know, I, I know I've had everybody seems to have had particular educators <laughs> who, who who really stuck out, who really you can look back and say, uh, you know, man, looking back at that, I can uh, see how that benefited me to help me into the person uh, that I am today. Who who had that influence on you uh, back back then? Well, <laughs> Sergeant Willis, he used to say a lot of quotes. At that time, it didn't make sense. But uh, <laughs> later on in life, I realized, oh, he knew what he was talking about. And two of the things that he always said, one was never uh, judge a leopard by its spots. And another one was it's best to be quiet and thoughtful than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. And I quote the last one to this day because it makes so much sense. So... Listening to him and, again, at that time, telling Sergeant Willis, that don't make no sense. Why are you saying that? But I had to go back to him at one point after I graduated, and I told him, I think you know what you were talking about. So he was one. Also, I worked as a counselor's aide for Mr. Mitchell, and I didn't – my father wasn't around when I was growing up, so – Working with him for three years and, you know, listening to his words of wisdom and his guidance helped me a lot as well, got me through my high school. And, of course, my tops, Larry Shapiro. Uh, I never had a class of his. I never took a class of his. But I was in creative arts workshop. And just being around him, you're going to learn things whether you wanted to or not. 
uh, he's he's just that type of person, and I call him a Renaissance man because I feel, <laughs> what hasn't he done in his life? He has been many things, but one thing, he's a loving person, and those that are in his inner circle, he cares a lot about, and he's always there for them, to, even to this day, which I was at his birthday party in December, so he's still that guy for me. And and you you uh and I know for a fact that you you, you it's it's more than even just that it's a lot more to it than that that it is a really special relationship that you have developed with Mr. Shapiro I mean I know that you have you you maybe said his his kids back in the day and uh, oh yes I did tell, and I also tell, tell babysat for Mrs. Smith uh, Freddie Smith who was a, another counselor so I sure babysat right. for her too. Yeah. Right. right. So yeah. So, so yeah. So, but Shapiro and I do have a an outside relationship, even from you know when I was in high school, because I babysat for him. Yeah. <laughs> now, so here's, I claim here's, here's the question. Number one is mine. <laughs> yeah, I remember that you said that at the party. <laughs> and it was really nice to see you at the party too. By the way, I, I really. Yeah, I really it was nice out. seeing you too. Walking into the women's bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I, and I, <laughs> hey, well, thanks, thanks to you. Uh, I, I, I got still laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> I got out of there in time. Thanks to you. I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. That was, that was <laughs> no <good>. problem. <laughs> now, I, I, here's, here's the, uh, I'm going to ask you this last one that pertains to back in the day, and I just want to know, back then, who did Constant Lewis have her schoolgirl crush on? Ooh, and that's, ooh, yeah, I take that back. I thought it was only one, but there were two. <laughs> and both from ROTC. Uh, one guy, I'm just going to say Shad because I'm not going to say his whole name. So if you don't remember his first name, we won't worry about that. But <laughs> he graduated in he graduated in 75. And then the second oh, really? one in my junior year, he graduated in 75. My uh, The other one was Derek Cornelius. He was in, um, he graduated in 76. So I didn't date anybody my age. But... Uh, um, but those were the only two. And Derek and I, I we can, we broke up before I graduated, but we did get back together, became engaged, unengaged, and became friends. That's about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so my my love life was very boring when I was in high school. <laughs> Yeah, I can I, I, I can talk a long time about that one. That's a whole that's a whole other show in itself. That's a solo show for me. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, I have I have more uh, questions for you, but uh, we do have a call. I just want to uh, bring on and and we'll we'll pick up where we left off from here. But we'll bring our caller with the last four digits of seven four one seven seven four one seven. Are you with us? Yeah. Hi. Is this Keith? Hey. Yes, it is. How are hi. you? I'm fine. This is Rosita Chitanda, and I was just listening uh, hey, to your Rosita. show. Hey. Hi. Uh, I do want you to know that I'm also the the vice chair of the South Shore Community Action Council, which the South Shore International School is one of our schools. And I wanted, okay. and I also have my grandson attend the uh, South Shore International Baccalaureate School. 
Um, one of the things I wanted to say, it's, it's been really nice listening to these education stories because, you know, as a teacher, uh, I don't think a lot of times people realize, as your caller was saying, the impact that our, our adults have in our lives, the ones who, you know, teach us and raise us. And so it's kind of nice to hear reflections, uh, you know, that where people are talking about their experiences that they had in high school. But I did call in because, as you have your alumni on the phone, and I was just on the conference call with Terry Hardy for our executive board meeting. But uh, one of the things we're asking is that we, we have some real issues in South Shore, and the South Shore International School is one of our schools. Uh, but we have all the schools in the South Shore area. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to get some academic programs because I did write the grant, Teach for South Shore, where we would be going into our schools in South Shore and giving support to teachers, students, and parents. But the governor, uh, he took our funds. And we were had hired 40 parents and 29 uh, teachers, and we had three schools we were working with. But I'm saying all that to say that we really need the South Shore alumni to really get involved because we have this issue of violence. South Shore, a lot of these murders that are happening to our children are right here in South Shore. And we discussed at our meeting how we uh, we had funding, but we're going to have to do this thing with any amount of money that we can put together. I know Terry <clears throat> has the college tours, but we're just looking for a facility to house some programs around the South Shore area so we have teachers that are willing to volunteer and we would love to have some alumni come out and help partner with us. And let's see, uh, we can't wait on the people, the governor, the mayor. We can't wait on any of those people because our children are dying in the street as we wait for funding. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, absolutely. Yeah, so we are just reaching out to those who are still in Chicago. We, are, we do have a South Shore CAC meeting. It's going to be at 1750 East 70th. First Street uh, at the Black United Fund of Illinois next Thursday at 6 o'clock. And if you're in the Chicagoland area, we really do need parents, alumni, uh, teachers, everyone that's involved in this education piece, come out and join the South Shore CAC, and that's a vehicle for helping to support the South Shore, the new uh, South Shore International in addition, mm-hmm. we have the building that you guys probably went to that is underutilized, and we're trying to repurpose that school. It's a yes. historical landmark, yeah. and we the CAC is responsible for repurposing of that school and telling the city this is what we want that school to be in our community. Do we want it to be a school? We don't want it to be a charter school, you know, because that's what they're looking at. But we're looking at more as a hub, you know, as an educational hub where we would have artists come in before Barbara Bird Bennett was terminated. That was her idea, which I thought it was a good one, to bring artists 
enter that building and have because see in our areas we don't it's not like the north side. I grew up on the north side. And when we had old town, we had all of these rich resources, even though we were poor community, we could walk five blocks and go to the hubs and and go up into Old Town and Lincoln Park and then the beach and we want Yeah, and we want the South Shore, that old building that you guys probably attended, to be a historical landmark and to be a hub for the community where we Mm -hmm. would provide social-emotional services. And we've done this proposal to CPS, but we need all the support that we can because, of course, you know, we're a small group. So I'm just asking a lot it's when, when is this meeting happening? Next Thursday. We meet okay. the, the third Thursday of every month. We have our executive board meetings on Tuesday. And then we meet okay. the third, thir- I mean, I'm sorry, on, on the second Thursday. We just had a phone conference. And then the third Thursday of every month at 1750 East 71st, we meet I'm there with the CAC, and that is where we can join forces with the alumni. We can, um, you know, we can join those forces uh, okay. with the alumni. Okay, let's, uh, okay, let's yeah, let's, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely something we can pick back up on. I, I want also want to say that with Zita Satana, part of the uh, uh, We Are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network, she comes on on Sundays, uh, pretty much every other Sunday at 7 o'clock, uh, for Teach for the Future is the title of the show, and it really has in-depth and behind-the-scenes information that I think people will really be interested in and surprised to hear about what's happening with the, uh, the Chicago public school systems and with the teachers' union. So I really recommend that you tune in, tune in to Rosita's show on Sunday at 7. just wanted to get that in. But thanks. But thanks for calling, Rosita. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll pick it up again. We'll pick it up again Sunday, and uh, I'll keep putting this out for you also. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, thanks for calling and appreciate it. Okay. All right. Okay. Miss Lewis Rose, are you still with me? Yes, I am. Hey, beautiful. Okay, uh, we were at your high school. I'm still trying to figure out who Shag was. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> His first name was Andrew. He don't year. like it. <laughs> He he That's didn't like year. it, but his first name was Andrew. <laughs> oh, I think I know you. Yes. I, I, I know. I, I know. Okay, that's cool. Okay, okay. So, uh, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll come out of that. And uh, so I know from uh, we talked earlier, and I actually thought based on some of what uh, I, I read on Facebook, and I, I thought you were like a a chef, but I said you're not a chef, but you're a gourmet cook, old school fashion. Oh yeah, Southern cooking, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah. my mom was from Tennessee, so watching her prepare meals because I actually started cooking for my family, probably at about twelve, cooking every day, and I took Saturday and Sundays off. Saturday was kind of a, like a go for yourself, and then Sunday my mom would usually cook, but that's because she worked, so that's why I would cook every day. Mm-hmm. Now you, you also just recently you recently uh, became you still newlywed. Matter of fact, 
Yes. <laughs> you are a newlywed. Yes. And I saw all the pictures. I've been reading. I read the post now. People don't may not know it, but I tell you, I read damn near everything that comes across. I may not respond or say anything to everything because I might lose my fingers. But I, I read and I uh, I go into profiles. I look at pictures. I mean, if they're there to be seen, and uh, I'll do it, especially if I'm going to have you on the show. I'm going through your stuff. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I pretty much look at everything, too. Say what? So how, how does, uh, and I, I, I talk, we talked earlier uh, this afternoon, and uh, I understand this, this is your first marriage, and I was asking you about how, how, how this came about. Well, how did you just decide, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. you know, well, I've, been, I've, been, I've been through multiple, and this is your first, so I'm curious to know uh, what, what was the magic Link that, uh, well, I've been engaged this? many times, believe it or not, but it just never panned okay. through. But uh, And at this stage of my life, trust me, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't expecting it. It knocked me down thinking about it like, oh, my. But uh, I'm online a lot and, uh, you know, in chat rooms and different things. And uh, you, you you meet people. Uh, not necessarily to date because I've developed some pretty good friendships just from chatting online and may have never met them. But uh, I belong to a 3D um, virtual world social network, and on there you can be who and whatever you want to be. And on there I'm 115 pounds, blonde hair, Diamonds everywhere, and you know, you just you create your own world. Okay, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. a game, it's, and it and it appears almost like a cartoon. But um, uh, but in addition, and you have to remember, there are real people behind you. You you use at what they call avatars. There are real people behind that, so you're chatting with real people. And but you just might not know what they look like for real, but what you see is what you get for the moment. But you also can belong to groups, like say if you're a writer, you could belong to that sort of group. If you like role play, uh, I even once belonged to a vampire group. I wasn't a vampire though, but I belong to that group. And you know there are different things that you can do, and. I've been on there like eight years now. My husband's only been on there like five. But when he joined, he belonged to a group that I once had belonged to. And he saw my profile. I never deleted my profile. And he liked what he read. And he kept trying to talk to me. And I, the first time, I'm like, no, see you, bye. The second time... He asked again, I'm like, no, go away. I wish you well, but I'm not the one. See you. So he sent me a third message, and he said, you know, just talk to me one time. And if after we talk and you still feel the same way, I'll respect your wishes. If nothing else, you would have just met a friend. I'm like, what man talk like this? Oh, my God. So I said, okay, I, you know, I'll talk to him one time. But I'm still prepared in our talk to tell him I'm not interested because he's from Belgium, and I'm like, he don't act like he understands English, but he's sending me messages in English, but okay. So, and this might sound like a cliche or whatever, but from the moment he said hello, 
uh, we've been talking for over five years now, and then we got married last year. So um, it just worked out, okay? It just worked out, and uh, I'm happy, I'm pleased, and uh, it's just, you know, some days I sit up and go, wow, married? Oh, my God. But (laughs) I really didn't think it would happen, and I was content with that. And, but mm-hmm. he he's made me change my mind on that, although he has been married before. But this is my first one and my last. Now, he lives, he lives, I hope I hope you're right there, sweet, sweetheart. He lives in Brussels, Belgium, and you have been to yes. Brussels, Belgium. And, you know, the plane ride there, you get in anticipation. I'm, I'm speaking of the first time that you met, and you, you get off the plane and, what what's going through your mind, and what what do you recognize? What is it that you see in your head that you can remember? That damn, you know. And I and I ask you that because we had talked earlier. Because I've been to uh, Holland and, and and Amsterdam and the Netherlands, right? Yes, sir. And the main uh-huh. thing, the main thing that sticks up that, that I noticed there is that that's that's the first time that I ever went anywhere in my life and never felt any sense or vibe of racism. So that's what I'm asking hmm. you about Brussels, Belgium. What 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 did you get from that uh, first visit? Well, it's a beautiful country. I love history, and, and it Belgium is full of history. I actually stood on the field where Napoleon fought his last battle. Well, not his last battle. Well, it could have been the Battle of Waterloo. I didn't know it was in Belgium. <laughs> and, and I'm like, who who thinks of Belgium? Seriously. If I were going to go on a trip, I would have never chosen Belgium, per se. But it's a beautiful country. Oh, my God. It's truly beautiful. And I've been to different cities in Belgium, and each one is could be more prettier than the other. Very breathtaking country. Um, now, the neighborhood, when, uh, one thing that runs through my head when I'm there is how did this little black girl from the West Side Projects of Chicago end up in Belgium, Mm -hmm. let alone marrying someone from Belgium and living in Belgium? I didn't see that for myself, but it's beautiful. It's just truly beautiful. And, you know, I've been to Holland as well, and I did not face any racism there. Uh, but I have encountered it in 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 Brussels, and uh, it, it doesn't feel any better over there than it does here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of my neighbors who lives three or four doors down from us, she, she when she sees me, she just looks me up and down, and I'm okay. So I could let the West Side come out, but I'm nice, you know. I just look her up and down and say. I can do that, too. But come to find out, she does have something against black people. And so, you know, God don't like ugly, and that's why he let someone from Africa move right next door to her. So, you know, that's her punishment to have to look at that. But for the most part, I ignore her. I've had another incident where I went into a cheese shop, and uh, I, I barely 
could look at anything before the person in the shops like uh can I help you I said well I need to, I want to look at the cheese and he told me uh you can leave and I'm like what I said I, really? I want to look at the cheese yes he did he said you can leave this shop is for buying not looking now when was the last time you went shopping and oh, bought something wow. and you didn't look at it you know what I'm saying? Wow. So since he wow. was speaking Man. English to me, I figured he must know what I'm about to tell him because the West Side did come out. Okay, and I walked out of the shop. My husband, he was like, what, what, what? And I told him what happened. Then he went back because when he gets angry, he is nothing nice. He went back, and he cursed him out in French, though. But... You know, it, it, it like I said, it didn't feel any better happening over there yeah. than it would have over here. But uh, my husband was more upset than I was, and I had to explain to him that man at home eating his food, laughing, doing whatever he's doing, he's not thinking about you. But he's gotten in your head, and you cannot enjoy your evening. So, you know, trying to get him to calm down, but the next day... He went and got me a bouquet of flowers, and he said, I can't take back what happened yesterday. I can't even apologize for that. Even my father-in-law was upset about it as well. And uh, he said, uh, but I want you to see something beautiful at this moment. And he gave me the flowers, and I thought that was very nice. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, but, you, you, you know, you can have racism depending on wherever you are. Absolutely. So, it's, so you know, and it's just how you want to deal with it. And my and typically, as long as you don't touch me, you know, I you know, I I might pay very little attention to what you're saying, but that guy in the shop, he was very rude. And it's like nobody buys anything without looking at it. You let all these other people look at it. Why can't I look at it? And I had money. I could have bought whatever was in the shop. But well, he just threw that part in there. When he, when he really wanted to, he was done talking when he said he wanted you to leave. He just threw that other part in there. The smart ass, uh, right? Like and this. it's like you've got to be kidding. And and in my mind, I traveled this far for this. I could have stayed at home. You could have stayed right there. You know. Yep. Hey, look, so now, I'm like, you, you know, that just like, woo. I didn't, I didn't, you kind of, I just kind of overheard you. you uh, I, I, this is Shapiro's party, but I wanted to go into that. You mentioned that the situation that happened in Paris. That that's something that ten, that tension spilled over to to Brussels, uh, Belgium. Did you see see any? Uh, well, you uh, know, some of the people that that did that in Paris or. Escaped over into Brussels, and uh, but where they were, you know, searching the homes and everything. That wasn't in the area where I live, and and I'm kind of shocked because my the neighborhood where I live is a very diverse neighborhood and mostly Muslims, Turkish, Arabs, you know, type people. But uh, right now, you know, in the beginning, everyone was like on pins and needles and. Uh, even the country was afraid, oh, Lord, we've lost our tourists and blah, blah, blah. But they're a little more relaxed right now. So, uh, 
and they're doing different things to try to let people see that you don't have anything to fear if you're there. So, um, and, well, I can't say unfortunate, unfortunate for my husband, but fortunately for me, when that went down, I was in the U.S. I wasn't over there at that moment. Because I think I might would have been afraid, but I was here. Well, that's interesting. That's that's. Uh, I tell you, overseas and living and living there, that's got to be a different different experience. I mean, that's, there's nothing. Yeah, else. and, and uh, I had uh, a lot of people from here when that broke out. You know, they did. They, they didn't put. Uh, they they sent me private messages. Are you okay? Is the, are you and Patrick okay? Is everything fine? You know, oh, I'm praying for you and blah blah blah. But because I talk so much on Facebook, I thought people knew that I was back in the U.S. I had to come back to deal with uh, paperwork for my long-term visa there, and I couldn't do it over there. I had to do it from here, and. I'm like, you know, I'm loving all these people, you know, being concerned, but let me, you know, so they don't have to worry. So then I just posted something, you know, I'm here, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm feeling bad about that situation, but thank God I, I'm here. So, you know, you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about well, that. I'm here at the moment. <laughs> okay, look, I've got one more for you. I just want to know uh, what is in that bucket list of constant Lewis rules. What is it there that you have uh that you'd like to do, you haven't had a chance to do, or you've done and want to do it again? What's 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 out there waiting for you to uh, embrace? For me I want to publish a novel. It's something that I've thought about for many years and have and I and and I won't say that I haven't written anything because I have, but I've not stepped out there to try to get anything published or what have you. And that is the next goal for me is to to work on getting that published because now I feel that I have the time to do that. Interesting. And that's about it, really. <laughs> Well, I tell you That's what, you start right it. now. You come on, come on back on. Let's talk about it. Help put it out there for you. Have a little bit I can do. Oh yeah, I definitely so, will. I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah. So what we'll do is I'm gonna give you one more thing to think about. We'll take a we'll take an old school break, and when we come back, I'm just gonna ask you for a closing statement. Uh, anything you want to express from the heart? Anything you want to put out there for the people to hear? You can just let it roll, okay. let it flow in the way that you want want it to be received. And y'all just All hang right. tight, and we. Right, black. Just like a bird, I just want to fly free. And on a piece of land, somewhere, somewhere, off in a country. Oh, oh yeah. listen. Like a hundred degrees, like I got chains for me. Black meal in the family of three. Been proud of my destiny. Reckon I'll fly away, cause it's too much for the man. Shoot 
Jojo, man, I tell you, they, they, they were good. Those brothers were bad. I don't care what nobody say. That, that's music. That's what I miss. Music, real music, real music. That's just me. Oh, ain't no school like the old So we are back. Sister Constant, okay, I'm going to yeah. hand you the mic. Just let you let it flow however you want it to flow. You want to talk about how great your time at Sasha was, how you enjoy being on the show, your relationship, your marriage, the climb on the plane and your novel. Let it flow wherever you want to say. Go ahead. You got it for as long as you need. Well, uh, <laughs> the song that you played, Life, that's an interesting choice you made. And, yeah, I'm old school, too. <laughs> and I actually talked to one of those guys on the phone once. <laughs> oh, really? But, uh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, JoJo, he said I sound fine on the phone. Before you get into your closing statement, how did that come about? How did that conversation develop? Okay, well, you know the singer, I'll be sure. Uh, yeah. I've been crazy about him from the word go. 
And I knew some people in the record business, especially the company, the the one that he worked at, but they they couldn't they couldn't arrange a hookup for me, okay? But at any rate, <laughs> just following him online and eventually I ended up he has a radio show at that time he was uh broadcasting out of uh California and uh it was called the Secret Garden Experience. And he also had a chat room, so while he's, you know, playing records, you could talk with him or others and chat, you okay. know, and then you you could call in, too, and request a record or whatever. And, you know, so we would be in the chat room with him, and I would call in and, you know, request a record. And, and one time he shut down all the phone lines just so I could call in and, uh it was just a great experience for me. So at any rate, and from that experience up until now, you know, I consider Al a friend. And one night he had JoJo and uh, Devante uh, swing on there. And so they were chatting with us as well, and so they were telling, you know, people to call in if you wanted to talk to them. And so I had already called in for the night, but I'm like, okay, what are my chances? I'll try again. And I did, and I got to talk to Devante and JoJo. So it was uh, it was a very interesting night. Very they're very comical, <laughs> they really are. And so, but taking back to the song Life, you know, that's uh, right now in my life. And for others, I just would say, live your life. If you have a dream, do it. I feel like everyone should experience maybe traveling to Europe at least once. You'll love it. Is is oh, I can't even describe the feelings that I get there. Um, live your life. Don't be reckless. Don't be careless. But live your life. Get get the chance to do things. Those who have never married, maybe you like. Do you want to be married? It's never too late. Look at me. 56, first time being married. Uh, it can happen. It truly can happen. Uh, I look back over my high school years. Those were some of the wonderful days in my life from my sophomore year to my senior year. It was just every day was something different. It was something good. It was something fun. Not the kind of fun these kids have today. It was just good, innocent fun. And I loved it. Um, so that's why it was kind of like, oh, no, you will not change the name of that school because it must remain oh. South Shore Tars for life, honey. Can't change that. Um, I have gone to some of the football games, the homecoming games in past years. And whenever I, you know, can and have the opportunity, I, you know, I will be there to to uh, support whatever the school may need. So uh, that's and that's just not talking off the side of my neck. That's for real. That's how much I love my school. Um, my future, my, well, with my husband, we just want to be happy. That's all. So I need to get back over there. I'm still not sure when I'll get back over there because I'm waiting for the approval still for my long-term visa. But uh, I, as soon as I can, I will be back in Belgium and uh, working on my novel. Oh, let me 
backtrack just a little bit for my wedding. The song that the groomsmen walked down, I'll be sure wrote it. I uh, told him I need a song, Al, and he was like, okay, I got you. I'm like, I'm serious, Al, I need a song. And he he sent the song to me, and it was called I Do. So uh, Really? Yes, he never put it out as a single, so it's my song, <laughs> and uh, I love him for that. And as far as my yeah. future is going, as with my novel, I am working on a current one, and uh, I just pray that I do keep up the nerve and actually submit it for publishing. And it's kind of a combination suspense and romance. Because I like romance novels, but I love suspense. So I'm going to combine the two. And it's with a twist. I'm not going to tell you, but it's with a twist. <laughs> and you ain't talking about Chubby Checker twist either, are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> it, no, it won't be that. And hopefully, if once I get it off the ground, too, my... Um, I have a brother who does graphic art. I actually do graphic arts myself, but uh, he's going to, you know, do the covers for me, so Mm -hmm. keeping it in the family. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, Constance, I tell you, uh, I'm glad that you agreed to come on. I appreciate you taking the time to come on, and uh, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. and I thank you so much when you asked me at Shapiro's party. I was like, ooh, you know, he wants to interview me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I thank I wish you for you, having me on. I wish, I wish you and Mr. Patrick Rule the best of luck, uh, the best of happiness, and uh, we'll keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. Yeah. Uh, so alumni, we got to speak. Yeah. That's the truth. On, on that note, I will close and the name of whomever or whatever your spiritual power. Peace.
You have been listening to We Are Everyday People, Global Internet Radio Network.